The following episode of the Comics and Crypto Podcast is for informational purposes only, and anything expressed by the hosts or their guests is solely their opinion. This podcast does not constitute financial advice, and anyone wishing to invest should seek their own independent financial or professional help. Have fun, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Sean O'Hare, and I know comics. Hi, I'm Spencer Vogel, and I know crypto. Hi, I'm Kevin Lee Loader, and I don't know sh- This is the Comics and Crypto Podcast. Comics and Crypto Today we have a very special guest, creator of one of the top comic YouTube channels, publisher of his very own comic series, and a true inspiration to the comic book community. Please welcome Reggie Collects. Reggie, hey! How are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, thanks for coming on. It is my pleasure. Thank you for coming on my show, and now I get to come on your podcast. So it, it's just a good time. There's a, there's a free flow of love going on. I've been such a fan of your channel for so long, man. You make amazing content and you inspire a lot of people. Genuinely, by my heart, thank you for everything that you do for the comic yeah. book community. My pleasure. I don't do fans. <laughs> subscribers, <laughs> subscribers, <laughs> followers, supporters, <laughs> friends. Yeah. Never fans. Never fans. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just, I'm, un- I'm uncomfortable with that. You yeah. know, it makes me uncomfortable. It's a lot of pressure. I, I put out, content from my community to enjoy and i'm thankful when people tune in to watch it and and comment and subscribe and all that kind of stuff i i choose to look at it that way versus uh you know a fan of me because that's just not that's not the game for me that's such a great perspective and as your name suggests reggie collects and your background as well, loving the background. You must be a pretty big collector. <laughs> uh, you know, that is also a term that I'm uncomfortable with. Here's what I'll tell you. As soon as you think that you are a big collector, you meet a big collector. You meet <laughs> with a crazy large collection. Yeah. Or, yes, the, the, the expense and cost that goes into their collection just dumbfound you, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big collector. I have a, a collection of of more than a hundred thousand comics in my extended collection, and probably wow. seven, eight in the personal collection. And there's some good books. There's good books, no doubt about it. Are there any specific type of comics that you focus on, like any era or first appearances, or? Uh, yes, yes. So one of the cool things about comics is that you have this ability to find your sweet spot right you you have and but you can also have more than one sweet spot it's one of the cool things so generally speaking my sweet spot is silver age comics like that is my jam yeah. specifically silver age marvel comics is truly my sweet spot and if you want to hone down even more it is probably uh spider-man silver yeah. age comics right there's like layers to it you know so i'd love to dive a little bit into your channel what was the inspiration for you starting your own channel honestly man i i came back into the hobby after being out for an extended period of time and i came back around uh 2017 2018 and i i started watching a bunch of youtube videos i was watching guys like eta nick Reaper Tate, Jim Mint, sell my comics, right? So I'm watching these guys on YouTube. I would have breakfast with these guys like every day, right? I would sit, have my oatmeal and my eggs every single day watching these videos. And they were having so much fun talking about comics. And because they were having so much fun and because I didn't have people in my life 
that were into comics, I, I decided to just make the plunge. I decided that I was going to start a YouTube channel and I was going to start talking about comics and I was going to meet people and I was going to have fun talking about comics. And, and that was my inspiration, man. It was, it was these guys I was watching that were having fun and my desire to just say, you know what, forget it. I'm going to try it. And I started shooting videos in my kitchen in California, in, in, uh, in, uh, the Bay area, in the kitchen, my daughter, like six feet from me, like <laughs> not that far from me, my tiny little house. And I started recording videos, having a lot of fun, man. Fast forward five years. I'm still doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it such a blessing in the past year since we started our channel too, that was a big reason why mm -hmm. we wanted to start it just to help educate our audience about comics and the significance of this IP, especially like on the digital side. Yep. A lot of the people that got involved were first time collectors. And we recognized yep. quickly that like, people didn't really understand the significance of Spider-Man or his FA. And we thought, okay, let's, let's start a podcast and do something fun and people really enjoy it. And we've got a great response since then. It's been fun. And I think that's the thing, brother, is, um, you know, if you're having fun and you're providing valued information and entertainment to your audience, they will tune in. Right. And, and I think that's part of what the channel attempts to do, right. It, it is helping people people to make sense of comic book collecting, right? So we take it from that vantage point of, you know, if I were new to this hobby or newly returning to this hobby, or even a seasoned veteran, what are the things that I don't know or need to know in order to make good decisions, right? Because the great thing about being an adult and the bad thing about being an adult is that you have money and you can blow that money super quick. <laughs> and so it is, it's easy to spend money in a hobby, especially in comics. And so the thing is, how can you help people to make smart decisions? And, mm -hmm. and part of the reason why like, I object to like the idea of, of me having fans is that um, I try to provide information to people so that they can make decisions for themselves. I don't mm -hmm. tell people what to think. I don't tell people what to do. I certainly don't want people to blindly follow me like a fan. I want people to take the information and evaluate whether it makes sense for them, right? Because sometimes I'm wrong, right? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. don't take my advice. Don't substitute my judgment for your judgment. Listen to what I say analyze it. Does it make sense? Okay. If it makes sense, how do you apply it to your situation, your financial situation, your, the, the aspect of the hobby that you're most interested in and then pull the trigger. And if you're wrong, it's your fault. And if you're right, then it's all my fault. That's how I like to do it. Good decisions yeah. are always mine. Bad ones are always somebody else's. Exactly. <laughs> all of our content is always not financial advice. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to do a better job of putting that disclaimer in my. Yeah, you got to throw that on everything, just in case. You know, yeah. That's a, that's a catch-all right there. It's probably not, but but we're hoping it is. Fingers it, crossed. It, you know, you know I, I had somebody in the comment section like two weeks ago put that in there. They were like, Reggie is not providing financial advice in this video. And I was like, man, I should probably just start to say that yeah. because yeah. – I, I say things and it, and a lot of times, if you follow my my channel for any length of time, you know that it it is about providing you with information so that you can make a decision. But if you haven't followed the channel, you may have missed that video or two where I hit that point. You know what I'm right. saying? And you may just be tuning in where I'm like, buy these books now. Well, it's it's yes, in in the context of this video, it is buy these books now, but the overarching idea is think for yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. It is, it is take this in, scrub it, 
chuck what doesn't apply and leverage what you can to make decisions for yourself. So that person said that, and I was like, yeah, I should probably just put that boilerplate every single day. (laughs) I I guess on on the lines of thinking for yourself, sometimes we think good, sometimes we don't think so good. What have been some of your best comic book purchases and what have been some of your worst comic book purchases? (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) Anybody (laughs) that says that they've never made a mistake is a liar, right? Like generally speaking. Uh, What I will tell you is that anytime there is like big money involved, I generally spend a lot of time thinking about that decision, right? Do a little bit of analysis, a little bit of thought. I noodle it and then I pull the trigger. I have no problem with like analysis paralysis. That is is not my jam, right? So generally speaking, I think I have bought many of my blue chip comics incredibly smartly, partly because I bought them all pre-pandemic, right? Um. And I bought them, you know, 2019, well, 2018, 2019, 2020, right? That was when I bought a lot of those books. So even though there was the big run up in the pandemic and now a little bit of a drop off, I'm still well ahead because of when I bought my books and how I bought my books. And the reality is that the vast majority of my purchases, just period, are financed by the hobby itself. Right. So the the YouTube channel, the Patreon, the the sponsors all fuel the comic book purchases. So none of it is house money. It is all play money. Right. So um, in that sense, they're all good investments. Right. Like generally speaking. But I have I have made some poor decisions. And and a lot of the videos that I make on the channel are oftentimes based upon some of those poor decisions that I've made or things that I've seen other people do wrong that I want to prevent other people from doing. So for me, speculation was probably some of my worst decisions where I go out and I bought, you know, 10 copies of this book because it was it was going to be the next book that was going to spike in value. And mm-hmm. the movie came out and nothing happened, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So there, were, there, there was one Thor issue, for example, that comes to mind where Thor was deemed to be unworthy because of something that happened. I think I have 12 copies of that book. It is probably completely worthless, right? <laughs> so that is like one glaring one in my mind. I've made mistakes where I've bought books or had books and sent them in to be graded only for them to come back extremely low because I rushed, because I made a poor decision, because I didn't think all the mm-hmm. way through it. Those are some of my like big regrets and, and bad investments, if you will. But also learning opportunities. You won't make those same mistakes again. I, I think there's a couple of things, right? It is an education is never cheap and it is never free. Right. (laughs) So, so it is, it is my personal education, but I also use those mistakes as an opportunity to create a video, to put it out there for the next person, for, for the next part of the community to say, look, Hey, don't make this mistake. Don't fall for this scam. Don't catch this brick. Don't speculate without doing your research to make sure the book you're speculating on actually has some real potential. So the the content that I create is is generally or genuinely from my own experiences. And I think that that's part of what makes it so authentic because I can cite real examples of where I've jacked up and been like, don't do this, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So you covered uh, a couple of these things a little bit, you know, like timing and speculation, but what are some of the most important factors you consider when investing in comic books? Research. I, th- I think that's part of it. I think when it comes to investment, I think people need to ask themselves a couple of questions. What am I buying and why am I buying it? What do I know about this thing? Because I think sometimes 
people will watch a video or they will hear a friend say, this is the book to get. Well, is it, is it really the book to get? Why? Why is it the book to get? Is now the time to actually buy that book? So I think you have to ask yourself some tough questions around what is it that you are doing? Why are you doing it? Is this the right thing for you personally to do? And if you're able to ask and answer those questions, I think you're, you're likely to make some good decisions. I have found my sweet spot going back to the earlier conversation. I like silver age books and I've set goals for myself around silver age Marvel books. And by setting this goal, I'm able to hold myself accountable. I'm able to make smart, informed decisions about how I spend my money based upon that goal that I've set for myself. And it, it helps me to not get caught up in the FOMO and the excitement of what my buddy's buying or, or the video that I just watched because I'm holding myself true to this goal that I've set for myself. That is a meaningful goal. And so I, I think if people take the time to ask themselves some tough questions, answer those questions, come up with a plan, then they're more likely to make smart decisions about how they spend their money. And I've been guilty myself of building certain narratives in my own mind. And yep. then I, I take a step back. I'm like, okay, wait, why do you think that? And just keep questioning yourself, like you said, and then you'll, you'll figure out if that's the right answer or not. Because the reality is that, as I mentioned earlier, as an adult, it's super easy to spend money. It's super easy to get swept up in what your buddy is doing. It's super easy to not, you know, want to miss out or get swept up in the fear of FOMO that you will make some really poor decisions and you will waste some money. But if you take a step back and try to take some of the emotion out and 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 as as wonky as this sound, write out the goal for your collection, write out the goal for your investment, whatever your investment is, whether it's digital, whether it's physical, whatever it is, what are you trying to accomplish and why? I, I'm a big fan of these smart goals, right? Writing out yeah. smart goals that allow you to track your progress, measure your progress, hold yourself accountable. And and again, if you're able to to create these goals, you're 70 to 80% more likely to actually achieve them. So when we go back to the original question of, am I a big collector? I have some great books in my collection. I have great books in my collection because I've been able to focus my attention on what I am trying to accomplish. And I've been able to exclude a lot of the other stuff that is out there. And I've learned through poor mistakes like Unworthy Thor <laughs> to avoid <laughs> that, to be able to get Amazing Fantasy 15, Fantastic Four issue number one, X-Men number one, Giant Size X-Men number one, Hulk one, you name it. I have stayed true to the goal that I have for my collection, and I've been able to get some really awesome books. That's amazing. Wow. And it's so it's so important to sometimes just be patient. And it's really hard to be patient sometimes, especially when you look at like digital comics that dropped on Vivi. They announced that they're going to drop three, three or four comics, FF1 and Marvel Comics 1 and then Jim 85. But then they said, we're going to do start doing this weekly. And yeah. then bi-weekly. And it's like, guys, okay, everyone take a step back because everyone was going crazy on every single comic. It's like when 500, mm -hmm. 1,000, 10,000 comics drop on this app, which ones are you going to be wanting to focus on? And there our go. suggestion was the keys, big keys and grails. And you have to have mm -hmm. a plan for Vivi, right? As fast mm -hmm. as the stuff goes on Vivi, it's like minutes, right? Yeah, it, it can if, be. It can be. If minutes with an S. Yeah. So you have to see the drop, know what's coming, set your calendar because I, I will forget. I <laughs> <laughs> Set the alarms. But in my mind, it's like, even with, with Vivi, do you go after every single NFT that drops? I don't, I don't know. If it doesn't fit with what you're trying to accomplish, do you go after it? I don't know. I did go after several, like Marvel mm -hmm. Comics 1. I, I went after several of them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. 
Good I was move. lucky enough to get one and I'm yeah. thankful for that one, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. but it's like, what is your goal? What is your goal with this? Is it just to amass stuff or is it strategic? Is your, is it focused? Are you really trying to accomplish something? Are you just trying to have a bunch of stuff? I don't know. Cause with comics, you can very easily end up with a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. you can. <laughs> I, I was, I was in a, in a resale shop once antique store and this woman comes in and she says, I have some comics to sell. So I'm, I'm ear hustling from the other side of the store. She's talking to the owner and she says, yeah, they're my husband's comics. I'm like, oh, okay. He cheated on me. I found him with another woman and um, I want to get rid of his stuff now because I, I kicked him out. I'm like, man, we wow. are gore here, right? So I start working my <laughs> way over to see what, and uh, I end up going through the collection. It was a hot mess express. There was, there was no rhyme or reason to this man's collection. <laughs> I mean, it was a bunch of just random stuff. And I'm like, of course, like no, no major books. It was just trash, but yeah. you, you can, you can spend a lot of money wastefully, or you can spend money with purpose and have something that is really meaningful to you. And, and it really, it comes down to the person. How focused are you? Yeah. I love that. And for me I, I, and Spencer as well, we'd love to invest in things that we actually just enjoy. As a, as a collection from our far collection, uh, which makes it harder to sell sometimes. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> we haven't been much of a flipper at, at, in digital or physical format. We're not flippers at yeah. all, but uh, we're starting to learn to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with flipping. We yeah. we need mm -hmm. flippers, investors, speculators, yeah. and all these hobbies to make them work. But like for example, you look at some of the books that I recently picked up. Marvel Comics presents Weapon X. Right, love the story. Love the story from my childhood. Not worth a whole lot. But I bought I bought it because I like the story arc. I like the characters. Mm -hmm. Talking about Wolverine, right? Arguably one of the most popular Marvel characters out there. I love the story arc from my childhood. I've read it several times as an adult. And it's just good stuff. And will I ever sell them? I mean, who knows? Will I ever get my money back? Who knows? But in the meanwhile, I'm going to enjoy them. I'm going to stare at them. <laughs> and I'll probably read the story arc several more times, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not... It's not always about money. Sometimes it's just about you want, you're a collector and that's what you do, or you love this character, or you just, I mean, at, you know, we're all grown men. There's only so many things we can actually do that won't get us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right. So pick and choose your poison, get after it, you know? So I saw your uh, Sesame Street thing. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Oh, thanks. That was, yeah, that was that fun. Was that was cool. my, my parents actually have an at home daycare. So I went over there and, yeah, Sesame Street was getting a ton of flack. They're getting a lot of hate. And I just, I wanted them to hopefully see something that people or they could, these kids just enjoy. They loved yeah. this collectible. And yeah. they did. They loved it. Yeah. They were like, well, Sean, what, how is this possible? Who is the, how are you doing that? And <laughs> I just, I see where this is going. It's fun. It's really fun for these yeah. kids. Well, what's, the, what's those kids get those like augmented reality glasses and can just like see those things without having yeah. to use a phone up in front of them? It's game over. They're going to have so much fun. Who doesn't love Cookie Monster? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> You know, awesome. I mean, it's like, yeah. hey, who doesn't love Elmo? When yeah. the Elmo drops, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Burn, sign yeah. me up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I saw, I actually watched it twice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. That's awesome. I was like, oh, look at Cookie Monster baking cookies. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I thought that it was, was cool. Well done. Oh, thanks, thanks, Reggie. That was a, such a fun edit, too. That was a blast. Yeah, working on that with the kids. They really enjoyed it. I sent it to all their parents, too, and they're they're enjoying it as well. So That's cool. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. So something that we learned from your YouTube channel and reference actually fairly often on the podcast is the blue ocean, red ocean strategy. I'd love to hear you speak on that a little bit and that investment strategy and maybe how it can apply to other things outside of comics. 